1: We just didn't quite have the, the edge we needed to play with, uh, and that's you know that's that's why we're we're losing. You know, it's a zero zero game last minute and a half in the period, and we do make you know a, a little bit of a gaff, and it's in your net. Like you, you know, you have to bear down all the time, and uh, can't take breaths on the ice, and that's we're still we still need to learn that.
0: This is the Cane's Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Cane's Corner Podcast, Adam Gold.
1: Welcome to the Morning After Podcast. I am Adam Gold. We'll be joined by Alec Campbell. Brought to you by Visiting Angels Home Care of Raleigh, providing the best home care services in Wake County for 20 years. Called today, also By the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. For all your exterior home improvement needs. And if you're listening to this on Friday. The uh, spring open house is today and tomorrow. All day Friday, all day Saturday. So come on out. Hamlin Road in Durham. Canes came into play tonight. Three points short of the line on the Eastern Conference. But with games in hand. But as I always say. Those games only matter if you win them, and that did not happen tonight. Before we go on, uh, a reminder, subscribe, rate it if you want, don't if you don't, I don't care either way, I just want you to enjoy it, Uh, and I guess we're just going to be doing a little venting tonight, Um, although overall, in the grand scheme of things, in the Eastern Conference... Carolina's position really does not change as a result of the loss. Uh, So let's get back to it. It didn't start badly. It really didn't. The first period wasn't terrible. I actually liked a lot of what the Canes did early. There wasn't a ton of danger, but there really wasn't a ton of danger for Philadelphia either. But then a late juicy rebound from Alex Nadelkovich became an Ivan Provorov goal. That's really all Philadelphia needed.
0: Top line out again for the Kings, and the Flyers have ranch line. Vino telling us before the game, he's not going to worry too much about matchups. Here's Proveroff for the shot, save, rebound! He scores!
1: Flyers TV there with the call. Sorry, I cut out Bill Clement, who I think we all remember from our ESPN watching Hockey Days. Um, but it was really a mistake uh, in on a number of fronts. Uh, Nadelkovich tried to play the puck behind the net. No good. Didn't play it, really. A uh, puck glanced off of Sebastian Ajo's stick right to Provorov, who was all alone. Not sure why Joel Edmondson was backing away from the play. But when Ned makes the initial save, there's got to be somebody there to bother Proveroff. But I guess Edmondson was worried about, uh, you know, another flyer in the area. Uh, but the guy with the puck was probably the more important guy. Didn't really understand that, especially from a player like Edmondson who doesn't make those kinds of mistakes. But that's where we are. I guess these days. Uh, midway through the second, Vincent Trocek, who was still looking for his first point, skated it through the crease and then he gave the puck away at the offensive blue line. Michael Raffle ended up beating Ned at the back end of a two on one. It was two nothing through two. The Flyers, I believe I saw Alec tweet this out twenty eight0 and two when leading after two. I checked the scoreboard. It was 2-0 after two. I figured it was probably not a good sign, but some juggled lines and early push. Justin Williams makes it 2-1 about three minutes into the third.
0: This is his first play mentioned. There's a shot for a check. Lance's wide. Big hit on Braun. Williams pokes the puck. Pass for a check at 2-1-1. Available. Baines get the puck back for a shot that deflects, and they score! Just ricocheted around, and Williams tucks it home, and it's a one-goal
1: hockey game. Yeah, Williams carried the puck into the zone, kind of avoided McGinn on the way across the blue line. It could have been offside, but it wasn't. Uh, Left it for Brock. Then Williams drove the net. This looks like classic hockey. McGinn's shot uh, was denied, sent back into the crease by Jordan Stahl. Willie punched it in his fourth of the season. Carolina had some life. We're thinking, all right, and the Canes were pretty good early in the third. And then, less than two minutes later, a complete and utter meltdown. Brady Shea, who for the most part has played really well as a Hurricane, with the puck under no pressure at all, behind the goal, waiting for a line change, uh, was about to come out from behind the net, stopped, lost the puck right to Nate Thompson. Thompson's shot uh, under duress from Shea was denied by Nedeljkovic as he got the, uh, the right pad out. Uh, but Thompson got his own rebound, passed across to Nicholas aube cubell It's a great hockey name. One of my favorite hockey names in the entire sport now. Uh, Who from behind the goal threw it off Ned's pad and in for 3-1. Next, and I swear I was just about to tweet out, well, at least we can't blame Jake Gardner for anything tonight. Uh, Gardner gave the puck away. (laughs) gave the puck right to Claude Giroux along the the wall on the right side. It ended up in uh, Sean Couturier's 22nd goal. Of the season, it was four-one. The Hurricanes were dead at that point. Uh, Nedeljkovic made a bunch of nice saves; no complaint about uh, that element of the game. But uh, he gave up a bad rebound in the first. That was the Provorov goal. Didn't scramble well enough and left room on the third goal. I mean, if he denies, if he denies the first one, who knows what happens? But at that point in the game. Uh, to allow uh, the goal from behind the goal line. I mean, no no good. No bueno. Not good, Bob. However you want to uh, phrase it. Uh, but not going to hang this one on Ned. This was a failure in front of him again. Much like the Dallas game, a failure in front of the goaltender. I'm sure we'll see Anton Forsberg in net on Saturday on Long Island. I think the game is played in Nassau. Uh, But uh, Peter Morazic was apparently with the team, so maybe he'll be able to go pretty soon, maybe in Pittsburgh. Uh, Truth of the matter is that it doesn't matter who the goalie is. I mean, maybe they should find a 42-year-old Zamboni driving David Ayers type because that's the only way they play. Well, I shouldn't say that because they played really well against Colorado, just didn't score. Uh, Well, they did, but not enough. Um, the way they're playing with the puck, it just doesn't matter. And it was, I mean, basically, I mean, w- without completely eliminating credit from the Flyers who have become, uh, may, I don't know, I don't know if they are the best team in the East, but they're damn close to it at this point. Um, I mean, the, I think the Flyers are now tied with the Capitals atop the division. I mean, Flyers have now won eight in a row. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They are tied. They are in a flat-footed tie. Each game, each team has played 67 games. Each team is 40, 27, and 7 with 30 regulation wins. I'd have to go to the season series, and, and Philadelphia just won in Washington. Uh, the Flyers have now won eight straight. Uh, and uh, so who knows? Philly's, Philly's got the best um, goal differential in the Metropolitan Division at plus 32, they're third in the Eastern Conference behind Boston and Tampa. Both of those teams won tonight as well. Um, but I said this earlier. The Hurricanes are in the same position in the standings as they were before. Before the night started. I mean, the Islanders lost. Columbus didn't play. So they're still th- three points behind uh, the Islanders. Four points behind Columbus. Well, the Rangers are a point ahead of them because the Rangers beat Washington in overtime. uh, But Hurricanes have two games in hand on the Rangers. So they're really in no worse position today than they were before this game started. Uh, So I know what the tendency is to just completely blow it off and say this team is no good and they are playing like they don't want to make the playoffs. No argument there. But the truth of the matter is, it ain't going to take that much. It just isn't. They just have to figure this out. They have to get some guys going. uh, But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're out. They're they're done because they're not. (laughs) They're just not. Uh, You win two in a row. I'm not saying that they're going to win two in a row, but you beat the Islanders and the Penguins in the next two games, and all of a sudden people are going, oh, yeah, all right. We might even be wild card one. (sighs) Deep breaths. Deep breaths, everybody. Uh, once again, this is the Kane's Corner Podcast, morning after edition. We are brought to you by Visiting Angels Home Care of Raleigh and the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Let me take a uh, a very short break and then we'll come back. We'll talk to Alec Campbell about what he thought of tonight's, I'm not going to say one-sided affair, uh, but almost one-sided affair in Philadelphia. All right, Alec Campbell on Twitter at Alec Campbell5. Our uh our analysis from the show today was stolen by our friend Joe Ovius, who says the Hurricanes just have to suck less than he didn't name the Islanders and the Blue Jackets, but the Islanders <laughs> lost to Ottawa in in regulation. The Rangers did win. Florida got a point in their game with Boston. Yeah. Uh so the Hurricanes are technically fourth at this point, but they have games at hand on everybody, uh, so they're still right there. So let's not uh, let's not fret too much about losing to what might be the best team in the Eastern Conference.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the, the thing the thing is is that uh, when you have games at hand on people, that means you actually have to win those games.
1: That's what I always say. They only matter yeah. if you win them,
0: <laughs> right? And so we'll see what happens. But the the schedule gets a little bit more favorable, as you mentioned and the Islanders uh, but yeah everyone is the, the house is the metro house is sort of crumbling right yeah. now except for except for the Philadelphia Flyers who aren't just one of the hottest teams in the division they're probably the hottest team in the
1: league 17-4-1 right in their last 22 games Pittsburgh did win tonight uh, so I mean I and I still think the, uh, the Penguins are a legit Stanley Cup uh, yeah. champion uh, caliber team so um he
0: had advantage that five goals tonight
1: for the Rangers. That sounds good to me. Is
0: that
1: good? Five sounds, sounds good. yeah, five sounds good. Um yeah. all right, let's 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 deal with this game uh and l- like every other game it seems like we've talked about over the last month. Uh I mean it was a turnover fest. Um but I, I when we talked after the first period, I didn't hate Carolina's game except for that final gaffe. I mean, they weren't. They weren't terrible. They weren't dangerous. Unfortunately, they had only two high-danger scoring chances in the first forty minutes. They were much worse in the second period. I felt that they were than they were in the first period. Um, but when your when your margin for error is so small, every little mistake is just magnified. Like, uh, why was Joel Edmondson backing away from? Uh, Ivan Provorov on the first goal. I mean, the giveaway is one thing. Ned makes the stop, and then Edmondson is just staring at him um, on the uh, on the right side of the goal, and he lets Provorov just skate in and collect his own rebound and beat Nadalkovic. Well, I mean, yeah. th- those things are unacceptable. If they had if they had options, it'd be an easy, healthy scratch.
0: Well, they had about five mistakes on that first goal because. If Ned's, you know, Ned doesn't stop the puck behind the goal. Right. Either. And that allows it to rim around on somewhat of a soft rim there. And then Aho can't handle it along the boards. And he turns the puck over. And then Ned, I thought, probably should have been able to squeeze that. Puck yeah. Agreed. And melt it down. And he didn't. And then you have the Edmondson problem. So there were about four or five chances to stop that play but yeah I would agree with you in the first period I think that had they left the first period uh, scoreless we would have gotten out of that period going all right that's that's a pretty good period that's a pretty good start against the hot team you know the Hurricanes did manage a couple of good shifts in there it wasn't terrible Uh, defensively I thought they looked a little bit better but and you know I didn't really much much different besides the which was a little bit different than what we've seen defensively from them in the past. Like when I think about the Hurricanes and what they do defensively, it's giving up odd man rushes and giving up one on one chances, breakaways, and stuff like that. And there was one two on one situation. To, uh, the second one, yeah, but. I actually thought it, it felt to me like the Hurricanes were a little one track mind. It was it was almost like they were so focused on playing defense that they got nothing offensively.
1: Yeah, that um, that was the to did, me that was that was the second period.
0: To me, they looked a little more like the defensive issues. You know, were U.S. Men's National Team esque to me. I mean, you have you have uh, uh, Brady Shea barfs the puck up for yeah. no reason behind the net you have Gardner mishandled a puck on the breakout and then fails to get it out on the fourth goal, I believe. Yeah. So those are just, those are just puck handling issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we mentioned the Aho situation where he lost a board battle. Those are, those are puck handling issues to me more so than they are, you know, any kind of lack of connectivity or disjointedness or, Odd man rushes or anything like that, which I think has epitomized the Hurricanes more so than what we saw tonight. What we saw tonight looked a lot more of a, like a structured team than we like like we saw you know a couple of years ago, where they were you know just a little bit more boring of a team. Like tonight was it was just kind of a boring game, and you know the Hurricanes are in a scenario where you know I started to think of golf because my mind always goes to golf. <laughs> but that, that first period felt like a team that needed to get up, and they just kept making pars. Like they were chasing, chasing, chasing. And they're, 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 they need to, to score, and they're not really doing much bad, but they're not doing anything extraordinary either. You know, right. it's like, you know, if you're going to win a golf tournament on Sunday, you can't just make pars all day. You're probably going to have to throw in a couple of birdies. And at the same time, you can't, the other guy can't, you know, uh, make an eagle on you. And that's kind of what happened to him is that they were, they were making pars, pars, pars all first period. And then the other guy made an
1: eagle and it was over. So uh, the, uh, the Brady Shea turnover would have been what? Missing a one foot yeah, putt? What was, uh, I mean,
0: that's like, that's like a, I mean, that's like, uh, that's like flubbing. Uh, that's like chunking. A, a, a that's like Hunter Mayhan at the Ryder Cup.
1: Wow! Just wow. like chunking. I hope
0: an easy chip.
1: I hope Tom Dundon is not listening to this. That's his guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about that. Ta- he, take that back. <laughs> he was. He was. He was behind the net with the puck for so long that I thought we were. I thought the Hurricanes had called a timeout and. I mean, yeah. I, he was just standing there at the puck, and you saw Nate Thompson on one side and, uh, Nicholas Albe. Bay, um, yeah. Kubel. uh, Kubel. I, that's my favorite name in hockey. Now I love yeah, that it name.
0: Looked like, it, it looked like he was about to pass the puck and he like checks. Right. Off, exactly. Off the pass. And his momentum was already going too far forward. Yes.
1: And he couldn't drag it the back.
0: Puck, the puck got loose. You know, it's unfortunately for Brady. And I think there has been more good to the bad for Brady, mm-hmm. but a lot of the Brady mistakes have turned into goals. Like I believe it was his very first shift as a Hurricane. Yeah, when he lost a board battle.
1: No, he lost it. it.
0: Was they were playing?
1: It was called. Col- it was the Colorado game, and, and, um, and, and, or the no, it was the Dallas game. Dallas game, and they end up scoring a goal. Yeah, and then in the Colorado game,
0: he's caught sleeping with Flurry, and uh, Tyson Joe gets behind him for a pass. From Kale McCarr,
1: and then tonight, just you know, vomit. Yeah, my um, yeah, that first the the first mistake was Ajo gave him a good pass. Uh, he actually banked it off the boards right to him, and he couldn't uh, couldn't handle the puck. Uh, that Tyson Jost goal was probably more on Flurry than it was on uh, Shea. They were both sort of headed up the ice a little bit because the puck was supposed to get out. That's when Svechnikov. Uh, couldn't get it out. And all of a sudden it ends up behind him. Um, but yes, I mean, the, but the, the mistakes that everybody makes right now are yeah. turning into goals. And uh, Alex Nadelkovich did a fair amount of good tonight, uh, but he probably wants the first one back. Cause it's a rebound. He should have handled that. He should have swallowed. And I think he probably wants the third one back, which was the Shea turnover. Uh, because uh, if, uh, if, if, Mando uh, uh to whatever the, uh, the champagne guy, uh, if he's going to score from behind the goal line, I mean, you have to be there. You have to, you have to be square to the post and not allow that room, but it went off his pad and in uh, from, uh, from a bad angle. So, um, yeah. and the, even the fourth goal was kind of, kind of fluttered up. He might've been able to swallow that. It almost looks like uh, Ned's under siege a little bit, but he probably shouldn't be. I mean, I didn't, Philadelphia was really good defensively tonight, but they didn't appear all that dangerous offensively. They were just sitting back and waiting for the Hurricanes uh, to make uh, to make mistakes. Uh, I don't I don't know what Rod does at this point. Uh, you've got you've got three centers in your lineup who are not scaring anybody offensively. Nobody, Trocheck, no good. Stahl, no good. Martinuk, no good. Uh, so the only center that is a danger is Ajo, and I thought he was good in the first period, and he was sort of like everybody else to, to me the rest of the way. Um, I mean, there was really nobody dangerous the rest of the way. It was nice that uh, Williams scored a goal to make it 2-1, but then about a minute 40 later, we had the Shea turnover, and then that led to the other goal. Um, yeah. But there's just nothing in the bottom, in the bottom nine that – is scaring anybody, and I just don't know how you win against good teams that way.
0: You don't. Someone pointed this out to me on Twitter, and I apologize if this person listens to the podcast and I don't give them proper credit, but uh, they mentioned that the Hurricanes have only managed 1.9 goals per game since the Dallas game on 2 11. That's not going to get it done. No. You got to no. score more goals. A lot like uh, Roy Williams says, it's a lot easier when the puck's going. In.
1: Yeah, and, and and then if you, if you look at it, I mean, how many how many guys are scoring goals? How many guys are not, producing not, points? I mean, right.
0: last last game you had Edmondson and Flurry tally, which was nice, but that ain't going to be a regular thing. No. So you got to have the, the Zingles and the Martinooks. I mean, you know, Martinooks not a goal scorer per se but 24 games without one now is far too long. Yeah. For Martin.
1: 20 mean, 24 without one for him and he's been injured here and there in that span but 24 without one. De Zingle's at 22 without a goal. Uh Jacob Slavin with all the power play time he's getting his uh has gone a bunch he's got yeah, like I mean, one goal in 20 some odd games.
0: Jake Gardner even you know okay he's bad defensively. He can't skate. Whatever. We get that. But you would think that he would score, you know, he'd he'd get, just by happenstance, he would score, he he has offensive ability, he always has, you know?
1: There's not a lot, so I was really hoping to be really positive about this.
0: Yeah, I knew this was a
1: loss. (laughs) It's a, the... You were hoping at this point to go. All right, Philly's playing so well; they have to. There's got to be a reversion to the mean, right, Uh Yeah. But it, it it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna happen tonight. Uh, yeah. But again, maybe if they get out of the first period without giving up the mistake, uh, then it's a different game different. in the second. But they have to figure that out. Uh, yeah. Now they get a chance to go to uh, go to play the Islanders, who are as I would say they're as offensively challenged as Carolina, but I'm not sure that's true. These days, I mean, I mean, the Hurricanes are extensively uh, challenged offensively other than Ajo. Um, and look, yeah. I, you know, it's the funny thing. I don't I was I was texting with our friend John Forslund about this. I'm not a fan of Svechnikov and Natchez as wingmates. So I, I realize it's such a short sample size because uh, yeah. I think they've only played together twice the last two games. But I don't think they've been even good together. I mean, theoretically, they should be. I don't know, but I, they certainly haven't been good. Um, I think if you're Rod, you go back to Svechnikov with Aho and Teravainen and just say, "Hell, uh, at least one line will be good, yeah. e- even if no, Natchez, even if nobody else is good."
0: Natchez is kind of a he's, he has sort of an odd presence on the team, like statistically he's like, he's been pretty good. He hasn't really had All right. yeah. many, he hasn't, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's nothing, nothing, you know, groundbreaking that he's doing, but he hasn't gone on any long goal scoring droughts like Ryan Dezingle has. I mean, if you go through his game log, I mean, he doesn't really go longer than no. a few games without putting up a point in some way, shape or form. But yet it feels like he's just, he, he's like, you don't, you barely notice him. Like it's it's as if like he's I don't know he's just a ghost out there sometimes yeah. it's, it's, it's weird like but he's not bad either I mean it's just he just doesn't it, like he has so, so little like stature on the team it feels like it's I don't know it's, it's just a weird
1: no well, I mean he like is an,
0: an odd place on the team he has
1: he's a rookie he'll I mean there's a fair amount of similarity in terms of I mean he plays differently but. This is about what Svechnikov did last year. Um he had he had his, you know, stretches where he you could tell what he was gonna be, just like we've seen with Natchez. I think they're different players. One's a power forward, one's more of a finesse speed center. Um eventually I think he will be. Um he, he I've said this before, uh, he needs a squat rack. He needs he needs to be more physically imposing. Uh, it needs to be tougher. So, uh, and I th- I assume eventually that'll come. Um, but he's already get, he's he's starting to put on some weight. That'll uh, that'll happen. He needs another offseason, maybe two, uh, and then he'll be uh, he'll be outstanding. But I'm troubled by the fact that Dougie Hamilton. It's been what six weeks since Hamilton's injury. Something something yeah. that affect? Maybe not quite that long. Dougie's still fourth on the team in scoring.
0: Yeah, that's a problem.
1: But, I, but it, speaks to the, it speaks to the problems on the team.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. I mean, he was a major help scoring-wise. And, I, I mean, I just hope that, I don't know, if, if they don't win against, if they don't beat the Islanders, and there was a time this year when, you know, I thought the Islanders would be a tough out for the Hurricanes, only because, you know, Barry Trot's coach teams are can be very hard to play against. They're pretty tactical sound, generally yeah. speaking, they're, they're a quality over quantity team, uh, both in terms of uh, allowing stuff and getting stuff um, and generating chances. But, you know, I fear if the Hurricanes don't win, they will, they will have been the, the groundhog who didn't see their shadow. <laughs> uh, th- they, they will be the hockey players, the hockey team who didn't see its shadow. And we will be looking at a wide open April golf schedule.
1: Well, um, I mean, there is that possibility. There's, uh, there's no doubt about that. But um, there's still, I, mean, I just right, there, there's,
0: there's, there's just, there's too much missing right now.
1: Like, oh, look, the way there's not
0: one thing really going well. Like, uh, you know, even you know, as much as we've harped on the defensive issues of this team and the chances that they get and all that stuff, the high danger and the the quality and the, all that, whatever. I mean, they're not scoring any goals. Like at some point, and I know that Rod loves to look at the chances gotten and all that stuff, but at some point, you got to score them. And they're not scoring goals. They're not stopping goals. They're not hard enough to play against. I mean, you can't have those three main elements not working and be you know be a good team.
1: So let let let's just. I did like the penalty kill tonight.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: The, the the penalty kill was the best part of the whole game.
0: what you how'd you like the power play tonight?
1: Power play was great. See, see there were two things about well, two things about the game didn't draw a penalty from Philadelphia, which means that they were not tenacious enough.
0: Well, I blame the refs for that.
1: <laughs> and uh, and didn't and blocked three shots. How do you block three shots? Philly blocked 17. How do you block just three shots? Um, I honestly, I remember, let's see, like three good scoring chances the entire game. Two of them from yeah. Joel Edmondson who missed the net on both. And oh, the yeah, one, missed that one. And the uh, one well from Williams. Was,
0: well, there was there was one uh, good Svechnikov chance period. And then there was Trochikov.
1: Yeah, but Trochek okay. didn't even shoot the puck. He just skated through the net with it.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. And then you know, he gave I, the I puck kinda, away. Yeah, I kind of I look at that as a decent chance. He just didn't, I don't know. Maybe you're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean... Svechnikov, <laughs> Svechnikov, maybe I just wanted that to be a good chance. It should have been.
1: Uh, it, he he yeah. didn't shoot the puck.
0: Sve- Svechnikov, well, remember the one in the first period, Svechnikov kind of drove the net and then he, whacked Carter Hart in the in the head afterwards.
1: Oh yeah, okay. that was there that was, was a, little... a that was a good chance. Yeah. That was good. I mean, yeah. Okay, so there's four. Right. <laughs> the Hurricanes only got oh, credited man. with eight high danger chances, but six of them came in the third period. Uh and after the two uh goals that Philly made at four one, um, I'm not sure what I didn't I don't count anything that happened after that. Yeah, so.
0: well after they made it four one, I stopped watching. I was just <laughs> I was just making notes. I was just organizing my <laughs> I was just organizing my notes for the last 15 minutes of
1: that game. All right. I'm not I'm in spite of the fact that they have played uh two bad games in a row, I am not I am not discouraged to the point where I am calling it quits.
0: No, I mean <laughs> like we said, the Islanders on Saturday, I mean that's a winnable game. Sure. I mean, tonight you ran into a buzzsaw tonight.
1: I mean, I I just wish they would have made Philly play like one.
0: Yeah, they didn't threaten at all. No, they didn't threaten at all. But Islanders on Saturday, who's on Sunday?
1: Uh, Pittsburgh. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Oh, sleep
0: tight. (laughs) Good morning.
1: Good morning to you, Alec Campbell. Follow him on Twitter at Alec Campbell five and we'll do it again. All right, man. Thanks, Bob. I wish there was more good to say. Um, still, three points shy of the line. Islanders lost. Columbus was idle. Three games in hand on the Blue Jackets. Two and on the Rangers, who are also now one point ahead of Carolina, but two games in hand. It's right there. Uh, The morning after podcast, the Canes Corner podcast brought to us by Visiting Angels Home Care of Raleigh, providing the best home care services in Wake County for 20 years. So call them today and the Aluminum Company of North Carolina for all your exterior home improvement needs. You can check them out this weekend, Friday, today and Saturday, all day. The Spring Open House on Hamlin Road in Durham, AluminumCompany.com. You've been listening to the Canes Corner
0: Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can
1: easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Gigling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable
0: doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.